Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. I'm your host, Brianna Wilson. I am a certified dementia practitioner and the founder of Bamboo Care. Today's episode is a feature from our new weekly Q&A series where we answer three questions from our viewers, listeners, and fans each week. I hope you enjoy. My name is Brianna Wilson. I'm a certified dementia practitioner and the founder of Bamboo Care. So today is our Q&A series number four, where we answer three questions from our viewers, listeners, and fans each week. So if you would like to submit a question of your own, I decided to do things a little bit differently. I decided to make a form where you could submit your question, and you can find that form at letsbamboo.link QA, and I'll be sure to put that in the description box and the comment section, depending on where you are listening to this at. Unfortunately, today we won't have a video that goes along with this particular Q&A series due to technical difficulties for some reason, but... Hopefully you guys just enjoy listening to the audio. I know most of my listeners are on my podcast, so hopefully this works out okay. So thank you to everyone who submitted the three questions for today's Q&A series. And like I always say, this is super informal and I'm just here to answer your questions. So question number one is, is dementia a mental illness? So this question is actually a pretty loaded question, but in short, No, dementia is not a mental illness, but I understand why there's a lot of confusion around is dementia a mental illness or not. And so when we try to understand this confusion, we kind of have to take it back a bit. So when we think of the root of dementia, how it even came to be a term, dementia comes from the Latin root demons which essentially means to be out of one's mind, okay? And so back then, there was a strong tie of the word dementia to mental illness. And we know that there is still a lot of stigma surrounding both dementia and mental illness. So during that time, when dementia was first coined a term, if you will, dementia, anyone who was said to have dementia... They were thought to be out of their minds. In some cases, they were thought to be demonically possessed. They were thought to be punished by God for their sins, and they were victims of witch hunts. And if you haven't listened to the episode we did on stigma and dementia, I would highly recommend it because I do go into this topic a bit more in depth. But essentially, as we've tried to understand dementia better, our definition of dementia has changed and transformed over the years as well. But unfortunately, there are still multiple definitions of dementia, and because of that, there is confusion still as to what dementia is and what that all entails. So right now, we understand dementia as a collection of symptoms that can be triggered by a disease, a disorder, or condition. And these symptoms include changes in thinking, memory, reasoning, and behavior abilities to the extent that it impacts daily functioning. 
okay? And this is in a very significant way. But when we think about the definition of mental illness, it's also kind of similarly defined because mental illness is defined as disorders that affect mood, thinking, and behavior. So you can see that it's kind of similar. And we know that with dementia, there will be changes in mood, there will be changing in thinking, and there will be changes in behavior, okay? And a lot of the things that we see are very similar. So when we think of mental illness, we usually think of anxiety disorders, depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, eating disorders, things like that. And we know that with dementia, some of the things that we can start seeing is anxiety, depression, social withdrawal, hallucinations, delusions, compulsive behaviors and repetitive behaviors, all things that closely mimic mental illness. And so this is also why we have issues with misdiagnosis as well, because they'll go towards, oh, well, maybe they have a mental illness versus, oh, well, maybe they have dementia, okay? So one of the important defining or distinguishing factors on why I don't believe dementia is a mental illness is because of what's going on with the brain. So with mental illness, we know that there are brain changes. We know that there are changes in brain chemistry, and this is causing some of the symptoms that we see with mental illness. But with dementia and what's going on with the brain, we know that it's due to brain cell death. We know that it's due to brain failure. And I don't mean to put this in like a crude way, but essentially with dementia, what's happening is the brain is self-destructing in a way. With mental illness, that's not happening. There isn't brain cell death. There isn't that triggering of essentially the brain self-destructing. Now, we do know that people with mental illness are more at risk for things like suicide. If the person has an eating disorder, they're at increased risk for starvation and dehydration because their body's not getting the adequate nutrition, but it will not ultimately result in death itself. The process of mental illness will not result in death itself. The brain is not dying with mental illness. The brain is just different. With dementia, however, the brain is dying and will ultimately result in death if the person doesn't pass from something else first. So that's, to me, an important distinguishing factor and why I don't consider dementia to be a mental illness. If anything, I consider dementia to just be more of a brain disease. But there's also a lot of confusion because dementia is also included in the DSM, and we're at um, five at this point. So it's in the DSM-5, but it's in there as a major neurocognitive disorder. And if you're not familiar with what the DSM is, it's the Diagnostic and Statistic Manual for Mental Disorders. So obviously, if you have a condition like dementia and a mental disorders manual, you would think, well, okay, what well, must be a mental illness? But that's not, in my opinion, what it really is. Okay, it's brain cell death. It's basically the brain triggering itself into self-destruction mode, and it's not the same 
as mental illness or it's just brain change, changes in brain chemistry, and the brain just looks a bit different, which is causing the symptoms, okay? So I know I kind of went off in a, on a tangent, but I hope that you kind of understand the difference between mental illness and dementia. And it's not to say that a person with dementia can't also have a, a mental illness because they can. We know that depression especially is very common in those with dementia and something to be mindful of. And it's not to say that someone who has mental illness can't later develop dementia because we know that can also happen as well. Okay. Question number two is, is it normal for a person with dementia to have their taste buds change? My wife doesn't seem to like any of the food that I've always cooked. I think it tastes fine. So yes, it is definitely normal for a person with dementia to have their taste buds change. Now we know that as people age, there are changes in their taste buds, but we also know that with dementia itself, there are taste bud changes. So essentially what's happening is that the taste bud receptors, they're diminishing, okay? And it's a lot harder for people to distinguish between salt, bitter, and sour types of taste, and they much prefer sweet taste because that remains relatively intact. So when a person is gravitating towards food, they tend to like foods that are much more heavy and flavorful and savory, and sweet, <laughs> then they do less seasoned, kind of bland type of tasting foods. Okay, so you can enhance the flavor of your foods through things like sauces, herbs, spices, different seasonings. One of my favorite is mustaches because it's salt free. They're very flavorful and it's hard to mess up. Um, and then sugar. Okay, can be an additive, especially for things like vegetables, which don't really have that much of flavor. Sometimes if you sprinkle a little bit of sugar on vegetables, it can enhance the flavor of them. Also, if you can come up with maybe a sauce that tastes pretty good that goes with vegetables, that might be more appealing to your partner as well. Something that we also have to keep in mind is that with dementia, there will also be changes in the sense of smell. Their sense of smell diminishes. And we do know that sense of smell and taste are interlinked. You know, if you think of a time when you were congested or your nose was stuffy and the food just kind of tasted a little different, right? And so that's something important to keep in mind because foods might taste bland or they just might not taste the same. So it's very common to experience where your person doesn't even like their favorite food anymore because it just doesn't taste good to them anymore. And then some of you will also experience where your partners are kind of craving sweets and gravitating towards sweets and it seems like they don't want to eat anything else. And so because the, the sweet taste buds are still relatively intact. You know, those types of foods are one of the foods that still taste really good to them. And there also is some evidence of brain change that goes on with dementia that also triggers that craving for sweet foods. Okay, so those are just things you want to keep in mind. And then the last thing that you want to keep in mind is medication side effects, especially something like dry mouth. If the person is experiencing dry mouth, 
things may not taste very good as well. So you just want to double check the medications and make sure that they don't have any side effects that would affect the taste or the smell, which would then impact how they feel about the food you cook, okay? So if you are cooking for your partner and they're not liking what you're cooking, try bringing up the flavor a notch. Be careful with the salt, but definitely like the herbs, the spices, sauces, gravies, things like that. Try to turn it up a notch and see if they like the food a little bit better that way. And then question number three is, is fainting common with dementia patients? Now, my first instinct is to answer this question as no. Fainting is not common, but I want to be careful with that because common is subjective. And we do know, especially when we're talking about Alzheimer's disease alone, that 26% of hospitalizations in those with Alzheimer's disease is due to fainting, is due to a syncope episode, okay? So it does happen. And another dementia that fainting is common, quote unquote, in is Lewy body dementia. And this is due to autonomic nervous system dysfunction. And it's having an impact on things like blood pressure and heart rate. Okay, so we know that some of the things that causes fainting, because it's important that you understand whether or not you would consider fainting as common or just something that can happen in those with dementia, it's never normal. Okay, so things that can cause fainting are medications, especially if it's impacting the blood pressure or the heart rate. And we do know that people who are on medications, including those for, you know, the dementia symptoms that enhance like the attention, the thinking, those types of things. We do know that people who take those types of medications are at an increased risk for fainting because it can have the tendency to affect blood pressure and heart rate. So you want to keep that in mind. Um, something else that commonly happens in those with dementia is orthostatic hypotension, which is essentially a drop in blood pressure due to position change. So for example, if someone's laying down and then they sit up, or if they're sitting and then they stand up, especially if they do this rapidly, there can be a drop in blood pressure like that, which can cause them to faint. Other things that can cause a person to faint are things like dehydration. If your person has diabetes, low blood sugar can cause a person to faint. And then overexertion, especially if the person has a tendency to always be on the move, but they're not in the physical condition for the amount of movement that they do, or they're not getting enough nutrients and energy from their food to do the amount of movement that they do. And this is even more common if it's hot, okay? So if it's hot and they're overexerting themselves, they can also pass out due to that as well. So really what I want you to take away from this is some people might say, oh, it's common. I just say it's something that can happen. Fainting is something that can happen in dementia, but it's never normal. So if your partner is fainting, please, please get them to the doctor, have them checked out because there is always something that's causing the person to faint. Fainting is not normal, okay? 
So that wraps up Q&A series number four. Again, if you guys have any questions that you would like to submit, you can visit letsbamboo.link QA and submit your question there. If you leave your name and email address, I will definitely email you back answering your question and also let you know what Q&A series that your question will be featured on. If you do not want to leave your name and email address, you definitely don't have to. I will still receive your question the same and I will answer your question in one of the next series. So thank you for joining me on another Q&A series and until next time, bye guys.